Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jess Flow Podcast. I am your host, BMAC, and I'm excited about this actual episode that we're embarking on today. I have a special guest that's going to be with us on the show. Uh, his name is Apostle Isaac Watson out of Chicago, Illinois. And so today we're going to be dealing with the topic of understanding why a prophetic word that has been spoken over your life or prophecies that have been spoken over your life, why they don't come to pass. And so this is a really interesting topic. Uh, I really felt like Apostle Watson would be a really good person to bring in for this topic and this conversation. Uh, Apostle Watson is a person that's very uh, intellectual when it comes down to explaining things about understanding prophets and the prophetic. And so I thought today would be a good opportunity to reach out to him and have him be a part of this actual discussion. And so you guys, if you are a person that wants to uh, do any type of prophetic training or in some type of prophetic ministry, this is a podcast show you want to share with your prophetic teams and prophetic groups that want to get understanding on prophets and the prophetic. That's what Just Flow Podcast is all about. And so I definitely want to dive in on this topic today. I think it's something that will help a lot of people that don't understand prophets or know about the prophetic. Um, there are a number of people that have had prophetic words that have been spoken to them and they haven't come to pass. And there's a lot of different reasons and dynamics on why it hasn't happened. And so I'm going to take the time today with Apostle Watson out of Chicago, Illinois, to break this all down and unpack it for you. And so you guys give me a moment. I'm going to go into quick commercial break. And when I come back from the break, we're going to dive in and unpack the dynamics of understanding prophets and the prophetic. And diving in on the topic of why prophetic words don't come to pass with Apostle Isaac Watson out of Chicago, Illinois. You guys stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hello, listeners. This is B-Man. Uh, this is a quick commercial break I wanted to take to give you guys a chance to kind of give feedback uh, through an email I've actually started called Just Flow Podcast BMC at gmail.com. You guys can send in questions on things you want to know about prophets and the prophetic. And I'll do my best to pick some of those questions and kind of share them and answer some of the questions through my podcast episodes. And so feel free uh, to shoot me an email again at Just Flow Podcast BMC at gmail.com. Also, I have a number of people that want to sew at times into Just Flow Podcast, and I, you can do it through my cash app, which is dollar sign B R Y A N M C D U F F I E. That is the cash app. Also, if you love to sew through Zelle or PayPal, you could just shoot an email information that to me to the actual email address at Just Flow Podcast BMC at gmail.com and I'll do my best to get the information to you to sew if you're led to. And so other than that, let's get back to the show and I thank you in advance. I am back from commercial break and I'm ready to unpack the dynamics of understanding prophets in the prophetic with Apostle Isaac Watson out of Chicago, Illinois. 
and I am ready to get into it on this topic on understanding why a prophetic word does not come to pass. And so I am excited, ready to get into it, ready to give you guys some heavy insight and revelation on this topic. And I want to introduce Apostle Isaac Watson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, before we get into it, uh, Apostle uh, Watson, I want you to kind of give people a little information about yourself, your ministry, what you have going on, upcoming events, things of that nature. So our listeners can uh, know who you are and, and what you have coming up. Absolutely. Um, well, as Brian said, my name is Isaac Watson. Uh, I am a husband. I've been married. It'll be eight years this uh, at the end of this month. Uh, to my beautiful, amazing wife, uh, Brittany Watson. Um, I'm also a father. I'm the father of two children. My oldest uh, girl is two years old. Her name is Eden. And then I am the father of my son, Asher, who as of today has made eight months old. So we got our hands busy. Um, <laughs> I'm also uh, a, a, a church planter. Um, I pastor the amazing uh, Encounter Worship Center in uh, the south suburbs of Chicago in Park Forest, Illinois. Um, our church is five years old now, and uh, we've been seeing God do amazing things in and through our ministry. We're an apostolic and prophetic church, and uh, we've seen miracles. We've seen uh, families be restored. So many amazing testimonies and stories. And uh, you can actually find us on social media, on Instagram, or on Facebook, and just type in Encounter Worship Center or if you want to learn more about our church, you can go to our website, EncounterWC.com. Um, I'm an author. I'm the author of three books. In 2017, I wrote a book on prayer and intercession called Access Granted. Um, last year, I wrote my second book uh, on the prophetic and intercession. Uh, and really, uh, this book, it's called Misplaced. And really, this book is a book that is pretty relevant to today's topic as well. Um, and one of the things that uh, my one of my goals for misplaced was to unblur the line between the prophet and the intercessor and to bring more language uh, to people who want to know how do I determine whether or not I'm a prophet or someone who have prophetic gifting. Um, so I wrote that last year. And then earlier this year, I wrote my third book entitled uh, Trapped. Uh, and that book is dealing with uh, overcoming or winning your battle with sin for people who um, many people and, and a lot of people will not even admit it, but so many people deal with condemnation. They deal with sin cycles right. and uh, that book, it really, it's an, it's an ebook. That book really helps to give you understanding of who you are as a son of God. The wow. reality that you do not have to fight or battle with sin. Jesus died for you not to struggle with sin, Absolutely. Uh, but for you to have victory over the power of sin and death. Um, and uh, it's a quick read, but I believe that it's very liberating. And you can get all of my, uh, you can see what we're doing. You can see my books, everything on my website, uh, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. Um, as far as what I have coming up, um, there's one event. We just got done doing a prophetic intensive last weekend. It was a one day intensive where we, uh, we just dived into topics regarding the prophet Prophets right. in the local church, prophets um, in the marketplace, um, oh, wow. understanding the basics of the prophetic and what that what that looks like. Um, so we just did that last weekend. Um, but coming this November, I'm doing a four week course 
uh, called The School of the Teacher. Um, wow. Brian, I don't know if you saw that we actually did this last year as well, and it was it was such a I great remember. response. You I said remember. what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. So we're, we're, we're offering this again, School of the Teacher in November. It's a four-week course for people who want to have a better understanding of the Bible, a better wow. understanding of um, developing more skills and knowing how to read the Bible, what the Bible entails, finding Christ throughout the, uh, the scriptures, um, and also developing more, um, more, more, more skill and actually becoming an orator and teacher of the word. Um, it's a four-week course designed for, for you. And you can just go to my website. You'll see everything on there that you need. Um, and that's the thing that we have coming up next. So other than that, man, you know, uh, I look, I definitely look forward to this conversation. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, fresh insight that's going to flow, that's going to give language to a lot of people. So again, thank you for extending this invitation um, to be on this platform with you. Awesome. 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 That is amazing. Just backing up what you talked about, the school of the teacher. You don't hear about a lot of people doing teachings and, and trainings on the teacher, you know? And so that is very, that, I mean, I commend you on that because everybody's trying to do a school of the prophets. Everybody's mm -hmm. trying to school of the, now they, now they start to do school of the apostles. Yeah. And so to hear now that you, you really dominate on the teacher, that is the most important gift. I think right now that's the most vital gift. Uh, that's a lot of things that needs to be undone. And in this season, there's a lot that people have been taught inaccurately. And some things need to be untaught <laughs> so that people sure. can be taught effectively and with accurate information. So I commend you on that. That's going to be awesome. Thank I'm you. Looking to it. <laughs> but other than that, let's get into the topic, man, uh, on why a prophetic word does not come to pass. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from people through Facebook and through the Just Flow podcast website, uh, my email address on this topic. And I'm like, it's time to deal with it. This is the stuff sometimes people don't want to talk about when it comes down to the prophetic, but it's, it's, it's vital and it helps the prophetic really get to that level where it gets purified again. You mentioned that earlier. Um, it, needs some, it needs to be purified because there's a lot of things that have not been taught right. A lot of prophets have not been trained and developed properly. Uh, and that's why I think the number one reason is why this topic is what it is, is because number one, there are a lot of prophets that have not been properly trained or developed in the prophetic. And so when you have that happening, um, you get some prophets who become presumptuous prophets who jump out there. They're eager to really give a word, but they haven't had proper teaching and training to help them properly develop and know when to release the word. Uh, one of the other things is that why the word doesn't come to pass is because a lot of them give the word uh, in the wrong season. Mm -hmm. Another thing I do see is one of the big topics is that some prophetic words come with a directive. There's some instructions that would come with in order for this word to come to pass that they sometimes release. But I want to take our time and really break this down. And so the number one thing I really want to home in on is that the lifestyle of the person that's receiving the word. This person is a person that's living a life of, you know, that they're, they're not really spending time with God. They don't sit down and get in a Bible. You know, they're living a life other than what they should be living as a believer. And you've been given a prophetic word from a prophet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes this is one of the main reasons why that word will not come to pass. It's because yeah. your lifestyle is not lining up with an alignment 
with God to say, listen, now I'm going to bring this to pass. You're not spiritually mature enough for the word to come to pass. And so I want to let you kind of give your insight about uh, what I just mentioned as well on the first one on understanding that your lifestyle uh, can play a big role in why prophetic word won't come to pass. So I want to hear your, your thoughts about it. Man, I, I think that that's, that's really huge. Um, people have to understand, you know, when we deal with the prophetic, that in many cases, the prophetic is subjective. And, um, you know, uh, people expect when you're not learned and you don't understand how the prophetic works, you, a lot of people think that because God said it or because God desires for it to happen, that it does not require anything on our end. And that's not the case. Right. Um, anytime God speaks something, and in most cases, if people are involved, then it means that there's something that we probably have to do in order to see that word come to pass. Right. And, um, you know, Paul told Timothy, he told him uh, to war according to the prophecies that have been spoken over him. Absolutely. And in other words, he was telling Timothy that it's important that you partner with me, that you partner mm -hmm. with God um, in order to to uh, to align yourself with what God um, has spoken over your life. So I do believe that your lifestyle does play a huge part. And and really what that looks like is, are you aligning your life with what God has declared over you? Awesome. God, God can speak it and it cannot come to pass because you're sitting there sitting on your hands right. when God is God is actually waiting to see what you're going to do with the word. Um, how many prophecies do we just sit on? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like right. we get so many prophetic words in our prophetic cultures. We get so many prophetic words. And if you really go back, whether you write them down or if you record them in your phone or whatever the case may be, if you really think, how many times do you think people really go back and after examining those words, how many of those words are they actually putting into action? Wow. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and we're just getting back into another prophetic line, waiting, you know, trying to get another prophetic word when we haven't done anything with the word that God spoke to our, you know, uh, spoke to us in the last season. So right. I agree wholeheartedly with you, uh, Brian. I agree wholeheartedly with you, uh, Prophet, that um, it is important that the that lives line up with what God is declaring and if you're not living a life that's holy right you're not living a life uh, of faith where you're living uh with your with with an ear to god's heart um then most likely you're not you're not even going to know how to apply the words spoken over your life so I, I i agree with you absolutely absolutely man that is so true and i like how you broke that down you know living holy you know people want to live how they want to live and want god to bless their mess and sometimes mm -hmm. That's the process. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have to go through that process of purification and, and, and receiving that word and really allowing that word to really settle in our spirit to say, listen, in order for this to come to pass, I got to do my part. You know, yeah. when a prophetic word is released, that then that person that's the receiver has to say, look, what am I going to do to align with what this word is saying so that it can come forth and come to pass? So that was good. That was really good. Um, I also want to slide into another major factor in that is the, your faith level. Mm -hmm. If you've got a prophet telling you that you're going to own a bank in the next 10 years and your faith level is like, man, I ain't even trying to receive this word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not in a place to say this word can actually happen. This can come to pass. 
So I feel like your faith level and your belief. Sometimes you literally have to say, God, can you help my unbelief? Mm -hmm. This word could actually come to pass, but is the person that's receiving the word in a place where their faith level can say, look, I received this word. Some people you could tell about it. I've seen people when prophets give a word to them sometimes, it'd be so big. The prophecy is so big, it's bigger than them that their facial expression is like, dude, this is, this is, no, this can't, <laughs> this is not going to happen. And so you already downplaying that this could actually come to pass because it's something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I feel like is a good thing as well as the faith level. Yeah. 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 Faith is, um, you know, a lot of times what it is, is we have to teach believers how to be spiritual again. Right. And, you know, we, we, we're so, a lot of times people are carnally minded, so they can't see beyond what they see. Mm. And, and when God speaks something to you, in many cases, it's going to be beyond what he's speaking is going to be beyond what you can see. Right. He says that he'll do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according, according to the power that works in us. So the thing is this, he's doing beyond what we can ask what we can think meaning if we can ask it or we can think it it might even be too small and what god is wanting to do is he's wanting to stretch our faith just like what you were saying man of god he wants to stretch our faith to where we don't put our 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 confidence in what we see and it and sometimes like you said there's nothing wrong with saying god help my unbelief right god i need my faith to be increased god make me a risk taker Right. I think that's probably one of the, the, the most dangerous prayers that you could ask <laughs> that God makes you a risk taker because, you know, one of the things I always say is um, if there's no risk, it's not faith. And and a, a lot of times when God tells you words, like you said, God is going, what did, what, did you say he's going to give you a bank? <laughs> right. Right. I was saying like, say things they give you prophetic words, say God's going to give you a bank in the next 10 years. You're going to be a bank owner. You're going to own your own bank and blah, 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 you know. And then you got people looking at the situation like a bank. Like, mm-hmm. how can that happen? I don't even have a, a good bank account right now. So how how can that come to pass, you know? And so yep. I think the faith level and what you said, the spiritual side to it is that people have to stretch their thinking um, yep. and stretch their faith level to believe that this could actually happen, you know. And it, all it is, look, it says we got to have a, uh, the, uh, the size of a mustard seed of faith and it can actually come to pass. And so I think the faith level plays a major role in helping people understand that, look, that word ain't going to come to pass unless you believe it. And at right. that point, you have to receive that this is something that I can see. You got to see yourself in that situation. I tell people that all the time. I said, can you see yourself doing this? Can you see yourself? If you can't see it, it ain't going to come to pass. And so I'm teaching people how to learn, how to open up your imagination to see yourself in the bank, see yourself sitting behind the big desk in the executive office with your name on the, you know, you got to envision these things because when you see it, 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 it unlocks your faith level to that, okay, I can walk in this. This can actually happen yeah. because I see myself in this role. And so that faith level is, is huge. It is. <laughs> That's huge. But other than that, I got another, um, kicker that I think is really really something big um a person's conversation if you're the type of person that's always talking down talking negative about yourself just bashing yourself bashing stuff about when you're a person that's hard on yourself 
you know, mm-hmm. but we say out of our mouths and the thoughts that we think sometimes can cancel out a prophetic word. You know, if you that person that's always talking down about other people, gossiping, things of that nature, your mouth is already canceling out the prophetic words that God is trying to bring to pass. Mm-hmm. So that, that flies right into Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life and the power of the tongue. So you creating and framing your world off of your word. And so whatever you're speaking into your life, you know, negatively, that negativity and that seed can cancel out the prophetic word that a person has spoken into your life. And it also ties into your faith level. And like you said, getting believers back to that place where we start to uh, learn how to be more spiritual, you mm-hmm. know, at least tap into the supernatural. You know, we live in the natural, but people are not really helping us stretch our thinking into the supernatural. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to let you piggyback off that a little bit as well. Yeah, you know, um, Jesus said the words that I speak to you are spirit in their life. So your words are spirit. Your words are life. And, you know, everything that you just said, man, is absolutely true. Like, I've naturally, I've seen so many people talk themselves out of a blessing. Right. <laughs> talk themselves out of an open door. Talk themselves out of an opportunity. Um, because they have no control over their own tongue. And I believe that, you know, if that can happen in the natural, surely it can happen in the, in the realm of the spirit where people talk themselves out of the promises of God. They talk and, and, and not that God's promises are not true. It's just many times you can almost in a sense, disqualify yourself from obtaining them because of your lack of alignment. Mm. And, and, you know, James talks about, of, of course, how the tongue, you have to learn how to control your tongue. Um, otherwise, your entire body, your entire being will come out of alignment. So that is, is very important. When God speaks something over your life, when there's a prophetic word that's released over you, one of the first things that you have to ask God to do is to give you the tongue of the learned. God, right. show me what to say. Show me when to shut up. Right. You know and and, 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 and so, so that I don't talk too much or talk to the wrong people or um, get ahead of myself and reveal things that are out of God's timing wow. um, to people that may even have the keys to my next season, but Good. I'm speaking it to them out of time. So I definitely believe that your tongue can disqualify you. Your tongue can cause many of God's uh, words, many of the, the prophetic words that's been spoken over your life to be um, either forfeited or even delayed. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think that it's important. We have to learn how to put a bridle over our tongue. We have to learn even how to be renewed in our mind. Like we have to go through that process of being renewed in our mind so that our language goes through a, a, a shift and goes through a change as well so that we're not self-sabotaging right. ourselves. And uh, I think I think that's the that's the that's the power of the tongue that you can either promote what God is trying to do in your life through wisdom, um, or you can sabotage yourself. Right. And you can sabotage the word of the Lord over uh, over your life because of um, because of ignorance, because of uh, you know you just not knowing or understanding um, the power of your own tongue. So I yeah man. Hey, you're, you're hitting some real stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I, I want people to really get it. I want people to really understand that, listen, sometimes 
the word doesn't come to pass. It's so many different reasons. And then even when you mentioned the timing of the releasing of a word, you know, I even all over the Bible, you hear about different people in the Bible where a prophetic word really didn't come to pass in their life to 10, 15 years later or 20 years mm -hmm. later. And sometimes in that in that space and time, sometimes God has to mature us for that word to come to pass and then put us in a place that if this word actually came to pass, what are we going to do with the blessing from the word that we mm -hmm. didn't? And so sometimes I think also it can be a heart posture. How is your heart towards God in that timing of that word? You know, and so positioning ourselves to receive that word is important and vital. And the timing of that release, sometimes as prophets, we talk too much. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know when to be quiet, when to hold that word. Okay, is it the time to release the word now? But that comes with the maturity of becoming a prophet and, and being under the right leadership and guidance to help you understand that, look, I want to shoot this word to you that I got for so-and-so. What you think about it? Should I release it now? So having leadership and, and, and accountability from senior prophets or senior apostles that can gauge the word that you want to release to a person as well, I think is really important and vital for uh, upcoming and emerging prophets that could be listening to this. Make sure you around people that are seasoned prophets or apostles that before you release a word that you you just check with them, you know, just get yeah. from somebody that, that can hold you accountable when you release that word. And so how do you feel about that part as well, the leadership part? I think that's I think that's huge. You know, leaders are given to you not to control you, right. but they're given to you to help give you guidance. Right. You know, um, counsel. And a lot of times um, I think we don't we don't lean upon our leaders enough, right. um, it's, especially when we're in seasons of transition or, or in seasons where we need clarity. Right. Um, yeah, it's a great thing to take it before the Lord and you should take everything to the Lord. But God gives you leaders for a reason as well. Right. And, uh, you know, there's some things that leaders, the leaders in your life, they may be able to see that you may not be able to see. Right. And, uh, you know, you may be going through a time where you're trying to figure out, God, you spoke this over my life. Why am I not seeing this manifest? Or, um, you know, this was spoken that this will happen within a certain time span. Why hasn't this happened within that time span? And a lot of times you're having issues with that. Your leaders can help you um, um, walk through those things because they may have the experience. They may be able to see um, the holes in your thought processes. Right. Um, and uh, they and the wisdom to help uh, you navigate through that particular season. So I, I believe that is, is very important. There's safety in the multitude of counsel. So right. I believe that your, you know, your leadership and learning to lean into your leadership, uh, I think is very, very important, especially when we're talking about understanding the prophetic and uh, under, understanding the prophetic timing and the prophetic in your own personal life. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. Agree. Absolutely. And then, you know, I kind of wanted to break it down, but now I want to slide into sometimes as prophets, how we miss it. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me that I was pondering while you were talking um, about how did that word really come from God that the prophet released? Where's the administration of that word coming from? Did that really come from the Holy Spirit or from God? Or was that something that we heard of our emotions and we released it? Or was that a voice of a familiar spirit that we confused with the voice of God and released the word to a person just to build them up and just to give them that comfort that they need just to stay relevant in the times of making it seem like I'm an accurate prophet so the pressure of making me stay on top 
I'm just going to release what's in my spirit, but it didn't come from God. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. happens a lot as well with a lot of prophets. Even I've even seen some seasoned prophets that do it at times, and we can miss it. We can miss it at times, but owning up to that and also being in a position where we can just be straightforward about it, learn from it, and grow. And I do think being in the school of the prophets and things of that nature, well, a prophet has that time where they can be trained to say a word, miss it, get it corrected, fix it, and learn from it because we're still human beings. You know, yeah. we drop the ball. But I don't want people to think that just because a prophet gave you a word and it didn't come to pass that, okay, that's a false prophet. And so right. I had Apostle Joshua Giles on one of my shows um, probably about maybe three years ago. He was on Just Full Podcast with me. And in his new book uh, that he came out with called The Actual Micaiah Prophets, he has a chapter that talks about how a lot of people say that prophets are false. But in reality, most of those prophets are presumptuous prophets. They have not been properly trained and developed. And one of the scriptures that I kind of got from that was Deuteronomy 18, 22. Mm-hmm. When about this, I'm going to just read it real quick. Um, it says, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken to that prophet. And the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. And that is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 22. And so mm-hmm. breaking down the dynamics that listen, some of these prophets that people are saying are labeling as false prophets. Some of them are actual presumptuous prophets. They mm-hmm. really, and the breakdown presumptuous is failing to observe the limits of what is permanent or appropriate. Excuse me, permitted or appropriate. Let me read that again. That's failing to observe the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. And so sometimes prophets, we can get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and we can kind of go out there on the limb to stay relevant. We can kind of go out there on the limb and start saying stuff that didn't come from God because we in this flow. But at the same time, we just saying what we want to say, but we're not saying what God said. And like it backs up to what you said earlier. Sometimes we got to look, I don't have a prophetic word for you, ma'am or sir. I'm not mm-hmm. hearing from God. It's okay to not be able to give everybody a word. Sometimes I think prophets feel that pressure that listen, I got to give this person a word and I got to give you a word. And now I feel the pressure that now I got to get a whole church a word. And mm-hmm. then you've come outside of your boundaries and your limits. And now you're just saying what you want to say and not what God said. And I think sometimes that's what makes the prophetic look bad. That's what makes prophets look bad. And then when you got believers and people from the outside looking in, they're like, um, this can't be real. Prophets are not mm-hmm. real. It didn't happen. This didn't come to pass. He told me this. She told me that. It didn't work. It's been 10 years later. I still ain't found my wife or my husband. And now you got people bashing the prophetic and bashing prophets. And so mm-hmm. that's what I feel like this topic was all about. And that's why I wanted you to have, you know, come in, man, to get some insight. But I'm going to let you kind of give some insight to what I said on something that you might want to express as well. Yeah. You know, um, I think that we we have to create more um environments where we can really learn about the prophetic because um you know and and i think podcasts and episodes and platforms like this um are you know is are are really good types of platforms because it allows the audience to kind of just hear different takes on this for example like you said just because someone gives a bad prophetic word it doesn't make them a false prophet Right. right um 
there's a difference between a bad prophecy and a false prophecy. Mm. And I think a lot of people they don't they don't they may not understand the difference. Um, but the difference lies within what is the motivator behind the prophetic word. Right. What's what's the fruit that is received from the prophetic word? Right. And um, you know, again, what's the motive behind the one who's prophesying? Mm. Um, in, in my opinion, the only real difference between a true prophet and a false prophet is integrity. And, uh, and uh, you know, there are a lot of people who may not necessarily practice witchcraft in the sense of potions and all of the, and, and seeking demons and bones right. and all of that stuff. Right. Um, but their integrity causes uh, their name to be disqualified from being known or identified as a prophet of God. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot of things that we just got to revisit because you know, we almost are, have become merciless mm. um, to people who may not always get it right. And we have to understand that prophets are people, too. Right. And, you know, prophets, uh, although although God's hand is on prophets and although God speaks through prophets, prophets, especially in their in their learning and growing processes, they have to learn how to identify you know, the, the difference between God's voice, their voice. Um, you know, the voice of the soul, demons, right. um, the voice of opinions, doctrine, uh, all of those different types of things. Right. Uh, prophets have to learn how to, how to, I, you know, and you just don't wake up and, and you're always 100% accurate. And, and one of the things I like to look at is first Samuel, I believe chapter three, um, when, uh, Samuel was first being called by God. The scriptures say that this was a day. Now, mind you, Samuel was one of the greatest prophets of the of the Old Testament. He was a he was the last judge. He was a prophet in Israel. He was a priest. Um, so the thing with with Samuel is it it opens up when Samuel was a boy. He was and he was living in Eli's house. The scriptures say that these were the days before Samuel knew the Lord. Mm. So so Samuel. <laughs> Samuel would literally be with Eli while Eli is performing his priestly duties. They would be ministering before the Lord. And Samuel actually was ministering before the Lord before even knowing the Lord. Wow. Wow. Second thing uh, is when God called Samuel, Samuel didn't know the difference between God's voice and Eli's voice. So every, every, every time God called Samuel, Samuel would go to Eli and say, did you call me? Eli would say no. So that happened about three times. Uh, the scriptures say that Eli perceived that it was the Lord that was calling him. And the next time that the Lord called him, that Samuel was to respond a particular way and say, uh, yes, Lord. Um, so what Eli was doing was teaching Samuel how to hear the voice of God. Mm. He was teaching Samuel how to um, distinguish the difference between other voices and God's voice. But today what happens is we expect prophets to already know that. Mm, that's good, sir. When God had to take Samuel, one of the greatest prophets who ever lived, through a process of being taught that over time. Wow. And then as he continued to minister before the Lord, things became more and more clear. Um, you know, so we, you know, we have to, we have to we have to be a little bit more merciful 
and give space. And I think that's why it's also important that we create environments where people can learn and grow in the prophetic as well. Right. Um, because it, it, it allows that space for people to learn how God speaks to them on, a, on an individual level. Um, so, yeah, um, I also want to say this. I believe that one of the reasons why um, prophecies don't come to pass and why people and, and also why I believe people need to understand or what rather people need to understand as to why there may be some prophecies that come to pass that that don't come to pass is right. because there are a lot of people that do not truly understand the sovereignty of God. Mm, um, I think that that is something that we kind of have to re-examine, something that we have to, to look at because I believe that we've been taught um, when we when we deal with the sovereignty of God, you know, of course, to be sovereign, it means to have or to possess Absolutely. authority, like supreme or ultimate authority, right? right. Um, our thoughts of that means that God will do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. And if God speaks it, it's going to happen because Absolutely. God is sovereign. Absolutely. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is when you examine and re-examine the sovereignty of God, one of the scriptures that I, I love to explore is Psalms 115, verse 16, right? It says, heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to the children of men, mm. right? That's, um, that's a powerful verse, but... I think we have to go back and we got to look at verse three, Psalms 115, verse three. It says, but our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Mm. But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. And I think this is powerful because it doesn't say that God does whatever he pleases in the earth. Wow. It says that God does whatever he pleases in heaven. Come on, sir. <laughs> and then when you read the chapter and by the time you get to verse 16, it says, for heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to the children of men. So verse three says that God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Verse 16 says the heavens are the Lord's. God is in heaven. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to the children of men. So I think that one of the things that we have to understand about the sovereignty of God as it relates to um, prophecy is um, we have to understand that in God's sovereignty, meaning that God, well, God made an ultimate and supreme authority right. to delegate the affairs of the earth to mankind. Wow, that's good, sir. It, do, it, it don't take away from his sovereignty. Right. God actually made a sovereign decision to do that. He okay. delegated the affairs of the earth to mankind, meaning that there are things that he can speak that may not come to pass because of how we, as the people that he's delegated the earth to, how we decide to steward the affairs of the earth. Wow. To steward the word of God, to steward um, uh, um, what God has given us. And if we're bad stewards, we cannot expect the things that have prophetically been spoken to always come to pass. Wow. If that makes sense. God's, yeah. God's will requires human partnership. Mm. And, it's, and it's not because that God's not sovereign. It's because in God's sovereignty, he decided, he made a decision to partner with us. Jesus. So Jesus. prophecy is not excluded from that paradigm. Mm. 
And I think that we have to we have to consider those things when we're talking about, you know, just because a prophet can speak something and because it comes to pass, it don't it doesn't even mean that that prophecy was off. Wow. It could have something to do with your stewardship. That's it. Wow. <laughs> that is powerful, man. The way you broke that down, that, I mean, you walked us through the scriptures. You broke that down and it makes up because like you say, man, a person can give you an accurate word from the Lord. I can give you an accurate word and it didn't even come from God. Yeah. But because yeah. of your life, it can bring it to pass, you know? Yes, and so that's a that's a good way to explain it, man. That's a man, you just took me to a whole nother perspective with that. Down <laughs> because it makes so much sense that listen, sometimes it's us in the way of our prophecy coming to pass. Yeah. It's the way we live our lives, it's the way we articulate things, it's the way we receive the word, and it's the way that we walk it out, you know, in our everyday life. That look, this is not gonna happen because we just ain't doing our part, you know. Right, right. We ain't doing our part. When we do our part, everything that we need will come to us, you know. Everything that God has for us will come will be ours. It's ours for the taking. But when we're not walking in it, man, it, it's not gonna happen. But that's good, bro. That's good. You 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 hit us with some heavy wisdom on that one. That was some good scriptures, good, good Bible. I'm a Bible person, man. I'm learning yeah. in this season. We've gotta be more. As, as, even the prophets that are listening to this and apostolic people, whoever's listening to this, we're in the season now where we really gotta be more um, we really gotta dive in and really study the word of God we have to become more like theologians, you know yeah, we gotta sure. be surface level people that know the word of God no more we really gotta defend the faith we're in an hour right now where I feel like we're gonna have to be people that stand up if you are a prophet or apostle listening to this we got to get in that word and we got to really know that word. We got to eat that word. You know, and it says in the scriptures, the priest's lips shall keep knowledge. And we got to stay in a position where I truly believe in this hour. Um, we got to dig in this word for everything. Look at it. Everybody's going to this new age Christian stuff. Mm -hmm. Israelites. And it's like, we got to defend the faith now, especially as apostles. We got we to gotta be defenders, man. We got to know Bible, not just... Yeah level scriptures and think we got to know the word study the word and literally become theologians and so apostle isaac i definitely appreciate you coming on the show um you gave us some heavy insight and wisdom today um uh, i also want to let you for a moment just share on your heart uh what the holy spirit is doing in this hour what do you think is happening right now like what do you think god is saying um uh, that can encourage prophets and prophetic people listening to this platform today yeah, I mean, I, I, I really sense that God is purifying his streams. Mm. And um, I believe that God is raising up um, those who are in the cave, those who have been overlooked. Mm. Um, and uh, God is really bringing a lot of exposure and clarity to what he has initially intended as far as the prophetic um, is concerned. And I believe that God is, you know, the, the day of the superstar is, is over. And I believe that I believe that God is, is raising up normal, average, seemingly average people with the word of the Lord. We're going to start seeing, um, you know, people with strong words of knowledge, people with strong discerning of spirits that are that are unassuming. Um, begin begin to arise and begin to take their place and it's not going to just be one person here uh, uh, another person there 
they're going to begin to arise in droves in companies mm -hmm. and god is going to place his seal upon um these companies it's almost like what i see is like various types of like hubs and various types of like training initiatives and schools that are going to literally put out almost like these super soldiers in a sense but they're mm. going to be companies of people um, um that carries the purity uh of the gospel the purity of the lord uh in their mouth it's not going to be american it's not going to just be european it's going to be people from all over the world we're going to see people on every continent begin to arise and the power of the internet is going to cause these people to be connected um, um, even even in the sense of uh, literally, man, it's like literally even as it pertains to technology, right. I, even, I even sense where people are going to be able to talk from two different sides of the earth, not speak the same language, but but to be able through technology to relay messages um, to one another um, and, and, and to be able to connect with one another in a way that will advance the kingdom of God. Wow. Um, in a way that, that we have not yet seen in this generation. It's almost like an epidemic is getting uh -huh. ready um, to happen. And it's going to be through the vehicle of technology. It's going to be um, being able to, to connect and be drawn into a common place. People from all walks of life. Literally what I see, like someone can be speaking in a particular dialect or a particular language. Right. But through technology, it translates to the into the language um, that the, that that the hearer uh, speaks, and uh, it's going to be convergences that happens through um, through these vehicles. I think God is doing a lot of amazing things within the body of Christ, um, but He's washing the church in the sense of He is um, the Son of Righteousness is shining upon His bride, and wickedness is being exposed. And righteousness is being enforced and righteousness is being um, illuminated and it's becoming evident what's what and who's who. And I believe that if, if you're listening into this podcast, I believe that you are a part of that. You're part of that generation. You're part of that company. You mm -hmm. and your children are part of that company and a part of that generation that will see um, this great revealing um, that the Lord is releasing uh, in this time. Wow. Powerful. That's the remnant. The remnant within the remnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Awesome. Powerful word. Powerful word. But Apostle uh, Watson, I, man, I'm humble. I'm just humbled by what we, you know, we've discussed today. I'm pretty sure the listeners have gotten a lot that they can chew on. We even shared a lot of scripture, a lot of Bible today. Uh, I'm trying to get into more of that as well in the podcast shows, but I am honored and happy and blessed that you were able to be on this show to help give some insight, clarity, and wisdom to understanding prophets and the prophetic. That's what Joe Just Flow Podcast is all about. You know, this is a podcast platform for helping people understand that, listen, prophets are here, prophets still exist, and prophets are among us, and some of us are prophets ourselves and prophetic people. And so this is a place where people can come and learn and get insight and revelation on what the prophetic is and what prophets are. And so Apostle Watson, is there anything else you want to close out with? Anything you want to share before we end this actual podcast episode? Um, no, man, I'm, I'm just grateful again for this time um, that uh, that we both were able to share. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I gained some things through um, through the insight that you shared as well. And 
it's just an honor to be able to um, to do this. It's, it's an honor to be able to share what God has given uh, me, and uh, you know, so that people can be blessed through it. So I just want to thank you for this uh, for this platform and for this opportunity uh, as well. Awesome, awesome. Definitely would look forward to maybe bringing you in possibly 2023 you know we might get to get a chance to link up again and do this but uh i definitely appreciate you coming on and being a blessing to the listeners uh that are listening here in the, in the states and outside of the states so thank you so much for being a part of the show uh other than that listeners you guys stay tuned if you have any questions or anything you want to know about the topic that we talked about today i can break it down give more insight uh, my actual email address is justflowpodcastbmc at gmail.com. So if you guys have questions that you want to send in, I can answer them with some of my guests in the next upcoming episodes. Or if you got questions about what we you know, talked about today, uh, justflowpodcastbmc at gmail.com. You can send in your questions and information on that. But other than that, you guys stay tuned. I'll be coming up with another podcast show soon. Other than that, thank you for choosing Just Flow Podcast. You guys have a great one. Stay tuned.